Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. I promised myself tonight I wouldn't get emotional. And here I go. Oh man! All right, that, that wasn't that wasn't even my fault. Uh, welcome in everybody. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on the Fan. I am Sam Schmitz. I am in for Steve Sparky Fight for this afternoon. I'll also be hosting the Fan Afternoon Show today, as well as I'll be producing the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show tonight here on the Fan after the Brewers and Rockies series finale. We are broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Once again, it is Sparky's Midday Madness brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. It is myself, Sam Schmitz. And before Adam and I get into some of our topics for the show later on, um, I wanted to talk to Kevin Holden. Yeah. Who, welcome back to the studio, by the way, and congratulations on hosting the big show. How was that for you? That was a blast. It, yeah. was, it was good to do. I mean, I get a little nervous, though, whenever I work on the big show. Like, producing, I've done it for so long. But, like, when I have to host that and all that, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I get a little nervous, even though... I've had a couple of my belt, but you guys sounded great, especially yeah. when Leroy came in, you, uh, Adam, and our guy, the raging Canadian, Tim Shea. There he is. Who I originally wanted to just talk to you about your baseball road trip. I wanted to talk to you about yesterday's great brewer game, which I was at. Tim, were you at the game at all yesterday? No, I was here. Okay, well, I know you're doing post-game. post-game. But so- sometimes you go yeah, to the game and yeah, then you come yeah, here later on. Nope. But Kevin Holden, who was doing Telemundo, Wisconsin, was calling that great Brewers game. So I wanted to talk to you about that, and we'll get into it later on, but... While Tim Shea was in here producing for the big show, I thought now would be a good time, especially with you, Kevin, here, who I feel like you and I are kind of the same person on this. Yeah. I thought now would be a good time to, like, reconcile. Bury the hatchet. Always a time. Bury the hatchet, yeah, with this apparent feud that everybody cannot get the message that, look, Tim Shea, I love you, man. But at the end of the day, like, what am I supposed to do when you give the studio great content like this? I wake up to go to scrub a dub. I want to join the scrub a I didn't know this was a sing along. Wash your car every day if you want. It's one low price starting at $13 a month. Scrub a dub club. I'm just going to let this all play through. Sorry, everybody. I want to go to Scrub-A-Dub to join the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. 
Hard to say, easy to use. Sign up at scrubadub.biz. I want to join the Scrubadub Club. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, I said it last week when apparently everybody on the morning show was telling all of us to back off, Toby and myself included. Which, by the way, it was my goal last week to make Toby more like me. And I feel like I accomplished that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you did a pretty good job. Until today when he came back to the morning show and I had to oh, give man. him a little. What happened to the morning show? I, said, I wasn't really listening. He said, I wasn't mean. It was just feeding off Sam and feeding off Bart. Oh, t- Toby's the worst, I feel like. No, he isn't. Toby's <laughs> nice. So me and him buried the hatchet you know this what to- morning. You know what I, I noticed with Toby? He kind of comes across to me as that kid, you know, when you were in school and the teachers, something bad happens, and the teacher's like trying to weed out, okay, who's the kid that did whatever bad thing X is? Yeah. Well, I can eliminate Toby because he's a good kid. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about him, not right now. Which one of you littles? Okay. As I said, Tim Shea is like one of my favorite, if not my favorite guy here at the station, aside from like Bart Winkler and some of the other guys, Adam Roberts, that also work here as well, Leroy Butler and Gary Ellison, obviously, but. Tim, it, there should be something said for, like, how quick you came on the scene here once again at the fan. I know you worked here previously, but, like, you are everybody's favorite. But like I said, and Kevin Holden, you can probably chime in on this, too. What am I supposed to do when you give us great content as the content machine you are, like the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club song? And then on top of that, Kevin, I didn't bring up that uh, little sound bite that Adam Roberts started off the show with. Bart Winkler was the one who decided to go back in the... Uh, files and dig that up and i blamed him and yeah. i yelled at him and i blamed him and he said oh we have this forever now." so kevin before we get into the brewers and uh little packers talk as well some people i've been kind of egging on tim shea this all started once again uh last week when a, a, a listener of ours tweeted us who would win in a 2v2 basketball tournament bart winkler and tim shea or toby altizer and myself sam schmitz this is where the knife stabbing came in. What am, I, what, what am I supposed to say when somebody asks who's going to win in a basketball game? I, am I not supposed to trash talk and defend myself? So, of course, I go after Bart Winkler and Tim Shea, but Tim especially. Because, well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, on can't, top of that. You can't that, go after Bart like you did me? You just have to come for me. No, I love I mean, look, uh-huh. if I say bad things about Bart, it might not work out too well for me. <laughs> so then you come after me. Well, like the new I said, guy. you kind of do it to yourself. How did I do it there? I didn't say a word. Oh, well, the basketball, basketball thing, but the other content and all sure, that. Sure, the other stuff. It's yes, a basketball I understand. Game. Even if I love you, like I'm gonna trash talk you into oblivion at the end of the day. Do they play basketball in Canada? <laughs> see, and then I, I mean, they won a championship a <laughs> few years ago. <laughs> Lay me right up. See, this is what I do. Like I'm, I'm. Uh, last week, I was uh, apparently being told to like back off of Tim Shea, essentially. Oh. I, I don't get it. Which I'm like, by the way, this man has lot. He when Tim Shea called into our afternoon show that it's day, it's called a joke to defend himself and Bart Winkler on why they would win in a basketball tournament. And on top of that, when he called in, he lied. He said, "Oh, I played basketball back in the day in high school." And I, I was joked like, oh, okay. real quickly, and then he outs himself like a couple minutes into it, saying, "Okay, I might have lied." And then on top of that, I asked him today, "Hey, did you record the Brewer game?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I did. did." Now it is, but when you told me. Okay, maybe I didn't. T- Tim, you're supposed to be Canadian, and you're lying to me. I I recorded it. It's now good. you did. We're good. You didn't before. Yeah, I even you know offered you photo proof. So, Kevin, what am I supposed to do when? I mean, I'm doing Brewers post game shows too, and that's not the entire reason too. But uh, <laughs> don't you dare say it. Come on, it's not. You showed up late to a morning show. <laughs> After working that morning oh, and that night <laughs> for like nine hours, I've done it before. 
way back in the day yeah, before so? uh, you were hired here, oh, hired back again. But at the end of the day, man, like, look, I don't have anything against you. It's just all fun and games. How but, tall is Toby? Um, That's the question I have. I feel like he's the same size same as you, Tim. Yeah, same height. Right. So, like, what, probably like 5'11", 5'10"? Yeah. So it's, Thank you. So, basically, Thank it you. comes down to no. 1v1, you and Bart. I think we know how that goes. Yeah, I was talking about it, too. Like, we might just double-team Bart and let Tim, let you know, kind of figure it out. Because I don't know how he is in basketball. I kind of want to see it. But uh, Winkler, you know, we might have to double-team for essentially in that basketball game. But I, I just wanted to bury the hatchet because – Will I stop egging you on here at the fan? No. No. Because it's kind of like the rookie hazing. We all have gotten it here, especially Adam Roberts, too, when he first started back here at the fan. Yeah, way back in the day. I haven't even been here a year yet. People forget. It happens, though. We all get it. And at the end of the day, I told uh, all the people listening, like, I treat you, you know, I treat the little banter and all that like you're my best friend or like you're a little brother and all that. Like, not a little brother, big brother, I guess. But I just want you to know there's no ill will. I don't hate you like other people are saying. I don't hate you. Oh, the hate, the hate that I understand. You yeah. do not hate me. It's all fun and games. It's hard to I have hate. no ill will towards you. All right? All right. I Okay, to make this formal, I apologize, Tim Shea. Oh, wow. For, I guess, egging you on, even though Kevin Holden also does the same thing on and off the air sometimes. I've had to apologize to you before, though. <laughs> he too. has. And I'm sorry yes. that you can't defend yourself. <laughs> wow I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding The more I work here, the more stuff I'll get on you See, I don't have anything on you Oh, that's fine you get, So you're, I just need to dig a little deeper you're and more find than, some stuff You're and, more than welcome to I, I encourage you to, you know, come back and all that So that's more than know, welcome Don't worry You should know a little bit <clears throat> about our history Yeah, well, I, I know a little bit, but I don't think I know the full story There's, there's a lot yeah. There's a lot All right so, so don't worry. Give me like six more months, yeah, right, and I will find stuff. Oh, I okay? can find plenty for you if you I'm want. Blaming me for work. Can we get that apology one more time on the record, please? I, Sam Schmitz, I'm sorry for I guess being a little too harsh on Tim Shea, even though it's all in fun and games and not any ill will towards him at all. Um, and I promise I won't do too much, but I still will probably do some in the future. That's all I'm saying. All right. Crowd loves it. So that so this was this was a a, a reconciliation that just I just happened. want the people to know where I'm coming from. All right, I love it. Everybody last week was making it sound like I hated the guy, and I you know didn't even want to work with him. That's the opposite. We've gone to brewery games together. Us three have you know gone to the bars and all that. We've had a good time and all that. So I just wanted the people to know where I'm coming from. But now that we're over that, let's get into yesterday's brewery game while we're at it. Before we get into our topic in the next segment, um, as long as I got you guys both here, because. I can probably dig up, Adam, if you can dig up uh, Kevin Holden's call for Andrew McCutcheon's. Well, I know we got it, but I deleted it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Um, if you can dig that up. But I was at the game yesterday, and man, oh, man. I'm going to talk to Tim Allen later on in the afternoon show at 4.30 about this series and Aaron Ashby stuff and all that. But it's like, if you could encapsulate how the Brewers' offense is playing in this series and translate it to the rest of the second half of the season, look out. Because yesterday's game, it was very uncharacteristic of the Brewers. As soon as they go down and they get the lead back and then they go down again, you're like, oh, well, that's that's it. That's that's the Brewers' offense. They're not going to be able to come back. But then Andrew McCutcheon puts the Brewers back on top in Spanish via Kevin Holden on Telemundo, Wisconsin. Al campo central. Al campo central. No chance. Doblete para Andrew McCutcheon. Una carrera nota. Rowdy Teles anota también. Cerveceros con la ventaja 10 por 8. Andrew McCutcheon. Here it is. Andrew McClutchin. Yes. 
I love it. Don't be ashamed of that, Kevin. Don't be ashamed Andrew of Andrew. Don't be ashamed of McClutchin because I've said it was a Brewers Pirates game earlier in the year where Andrew McCutcheon, like, I think that he got the lead back for the Brewers in Pittsburgh. And I put on the post-game show tweet, I said, you can't spell clutch without cutch. I like it. Right. I so, like it. and then Brian Anderson also did the same thing on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Don't be ashamed of that. But man, oh man, what a great game yesterday. It really was. And and the thing about it is, you, you look at this four-hour-plus game and you think, okay, this was a big slog or whatever. But the offense bounced back. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Pirates, or the Pirates, the Rockies would score. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm, I'm still I know, getting my I'm, voice back. I'll, I'll, I won't keep you long because no, I know it's been a long day. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the Rockies would score, and there are days with this Brewers offense where that game is 9-1, to one, right? not 10-9. to nine. Yeah. And, and that's the difference is when there was a punch, there was a punch back. And I think, to me, when you talk about an offense that needs life, that was a great sign of life. Right. And then on top of that, now they're looking at a sweep potentially. This, this to me is kind of a big series because if you want a chance like a guy like CJ Crow and all that, yeah. sweeping the, the Rockies in this series could help them push them in, into being sellers in the next couple of weeks. It's the truth. And, so, and Crone would be a nice addition. Yeah. I hear a lot of people t- talking about Josh Bell, which I know you guys were talking about um, earlier in the Wendy's Big Show and all that with. Uh, I'm going to screw up his name. Adam, what's his last name? John Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. There we go. I thought that was a good conversation you guys had. We're ta- we're going to be talking about trade candidates all throughout this week and next week, obviously. But, I mean, Tim, I know you were here for the postgame show yesterday, but what a game. Real quick, was uh, Colton Long and Hunter Renfro li- listening to the show? Friday? I hope so, man. Because, because yeah. you guys were talking about it. Right. Who well, needs to step up? On top of that, and Luis Arias, who we also last week have when we were talking about which players need to step step up in the second half of the season. Um, Colton Wong and Luis Arias were the two big names that Toby and I were focusing on, but Hunter Renfro was kind of thrown in there by uh, Matt Carroll of Reviewing the Brew that we were talking to last week. Those were those were his guys, Colton Wong and Renfro. And man, yeah, Tim, like Colton Wong, not only is he getting on base more often, but he's hitting the ball hard. Happy callers yesterday. Very happy callers, you know. When they win... People are happy. Yeah. So uh, post-game shows were good. You know, as long as the Brewers keep doing this, things are going to look good for this team, I think. So, you know, just keep hitting the ball. Cardinals need to keep losing. Yeah. Because, you know, you've heard those talks about Juan Soto possibly in the lead to go to St. Louis. We're going to talk about that later on in the afternoon show, too, because John Heyman had a report about Juan Soto to the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't think Brewers fans realize, like, how – much of a realistic possibility that could be. Yeah, because, because they, they, they have the money. They'll go after him. Not only do they have the money, because they didn't have to pay Nolan Arenado anything, which I still will never forgive the Colorado Rockies, which is why I definitely want to sweep them tonight. Man, yeah. But they gave Goldschmidt the, the extension. They're not really paying Arenado that much, if you really think about it. Um, but they have the capital. They really do to bring in a guy like Juan Soto, probably just as good as any other package that the Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers could put together, that guys like, you know, teams that could sign Juan Soto, but... You throw in a guy like Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes, Lars Newtbar. We haven't even gotten to Edmundo Sosa, Brendan Donovan, and we haven't even gotten to their prospect system. I mean, like the Cardinals have a lot of young guys that teams would want to kind of kickstart the rebuild. And on top of that, throw in a couple of your top five prospects. Like the St. Louis Cardinals, unfortunately, I hate to break it to you, Brewers fans, but like that's an unfortunate real destination that Juan Soto could end up at. That system keeps producing guys. Yeah. That, that's the thing is that year after year, there are guys that come out of that system, two or three guys that are big, you know, like they become big names. Usually they're pitchers, 
but lately it's been hitters. And it, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you're Washington, that's a good place to start. I just wish you could like combine and marry. I know a lot of Brewers fans are going to kind of like puke in their mouth when I say this, but I wish you could marry the like Brewers farm system and the Cardinals farm system Ooh. because the Brewers are so good at developing pitching and the Cardinals just nonstop. They're pretty good at developing pitching throughout the years, especially like Shelby Miller, Michael Waka, those years when they had Adam Wainwright still. Um, but the Cardinals, just the hitting prospects never stop. Yeah. So, and, and that, and now if you're Washington, like that's, you know, you want to start with guys there that you can control for five or six years and yeah. it could accelerate a rebuild in a hurry. Well, you want to get butts in the seats too. If you're, that's the thing, like Washington is not only looking to rebuild, but they're trying to get butts in the seats still when new ownership has to take over. Yeah. So what better way to do it than guys who are already in the major leagues and have a little bit of experience chomping at the bit to play a little more. So speaking sorry. of butts in the seats, good, good crowd yesterday. You said you were at the game. It was, um, obviously I think it, the attendance was like 35 ish thousand. Okay. Um, obviously it's a bobblehead day. Got my Omar Narvaez bobblehead. Yeah. With the uh, removable mask. Too. I did. Yeah. It was nice. I also picked up my Freddie Peralta bobblehead, which I, um, unfortunately couldn't make the game because I was in San Diego at the time, but, um, crowd was good. Obviously all the sections where the sun was shining throughout the game was a little empty because people were moving around, but mm-hmm. crowd was loud, especially in that inning where they came back and McCutcheon had the, um, go ahead double. All um, with two outs. Yeah. The team would love it too. The rowdy chants were loud. Yeah, too we could as hear well. them. We could hear them. So great game to be at. Unfortunately, you. I know you were calling the game. Such a long game, like pl- four plus hours. <sighs> My goodness, the three-two counts for both teams, the two-strike count, you know, two-out hits and all that. Like, what a long game. But thankfully, like the Brewers won it. If they lost, I don't know how I'd be today. When you talk to Tim today, yeah, ask him what I said after the first inning. Oh, just okay. ask him. Gotcha. You're talking to Tim, right? Yeah, I was listening to the post game show. I thought you were like talking about what you said. Nope. No, okay. Gotcha. I said something to him. I mean, I guess I could tell you. Yeah. I, I I look at him and I go, four hour, four hour twenty minute game, yeah. four hour twenty plus. Yeah. Nope. But um, my last thing for you guys, and we'll talk about this more at the top of the hour before I let you go, is kind of bouncing off this four game series and how the Brewers' offensive played, especially in the first three games offensively. Would like a trade for another bat because we're obviously the Brewers. I don't think we heard from David Stearns today on MLB Network. He made it sound like we're definitely going to bring in somebody on offense. Who that is, we're still looking around. Um, but on top of that, if they bring in another bat and they keep performing, I, I know they can't do this for every series. But if you heard from Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro after the game, they already said like they admitted like yeah, we've changed our approach in the second half of the season. We are just trying to give you know take what they give us, not do a little too much and try not trying to strike out and look for the home run every at bat. If they can do that and this offense steps up, if these guys just get back to par of their you know, career batting averages and you bring in another bat, does that kind of change your view on this Brewers offense or not only just the offense, but the Brewers as a whole in the playoffs? Yeah. The, 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 if these guys get back to par, you add right. a bat and then you've got the pitching and Freddie Peralta comes back and Aaron Ashby continues to develop. Like you're looking at, I, you're still looking at a team that's capable of winning the National yeah. League pennant. And I think the question for the Brewers hasn't been, are the Brewers good? It's, are they good enough? Yeah. Because they're obviously going to get in the playoffs, whether or not the Cardinals go on a hot streak and the Brewers end up being a wild card team. Like they will be in the playoffs via NL Central or the wild card. But the question is, is once they run into other good pitching staffs in the playoffs and a bunch of other good hitting staffs, are they going to be able to actually make a deep run and get to potentially to the World Series and maybe win it too? But, Tim, what are your thoughts? I mean, if they can add another bat and then they can kind of translate this offensive performance throughout the rest of the second half of the season, which they've had, you know, big second halves of the season since 20, 2018, 
Does that really change how you view this offense, or are you and Tim kind of like? I think what Kevin said to start off his comment that if the Brewers find themselves back, I think that's that's number one. And I've been saying it all well since May. The Brewers need to find their offense. If they find their offense, that's like piece number one. Right. That's more valuable. Will one bat change it? Maybe. No, but it'll definitely help. It will help. Yeah. It will definitely help. I don't think it will change anything, and that's what people want to see is, is yeah. change. So we are. Um, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline, obviously, later on, probably throughout the week. But um, I know you guys were talking about Ramon Laureano and all that. But that's the thing. It's just, unfortunately, this trade deadline is not like last year's trade deadline. You didn't have a trade turner, Javier Baez, Rizzo, Chris Bryant on the deadline this year. But I am keeping a close eye, especially with this weekend series in Boston. I'm keeping a close eye on the Red Sox going into the trade deadline. Right, because they, they're struggled just enough. Oh, man. Adam, you were talking about it earlier in the big show today. They are down bad. Not only did they have the 28 out your 20, 28 run game that they lost to the Blue Jays this week, they got swept. And on top of that, like just every game has been so bad for them, just offensively and defensively. We had the Jaron Duran uh, missed fly ball that he just decided not to run for too, and all that. Bunch of mishaps too on the defense for the Boston Red Sox. But they, if they become sellers, number one on my trade deadline board is JD Martinez, who has an expiring contract and would be a rental. So you talk about. They're not really being a guy at the trade deadline to bring in. J.D. Martinez could be the closest thing at this deadline if you bring in just one guy that could put the Brewers over the edge. So, we'll see. It's fun. uh, Good to hear from you guys, Kevin. I know you'll be back next week, and I'm looking forward to working with you again. It'll be very fun. Tim, we'll have you on all throughout the week that week as well to do draft mockery. So, good to talk to you guys. I'm glad we buried the hatchet a little bit. Because, like I said, it's not going to just end. No, But I just wanted you guys to know where I'm coming from. I was concerned that that this was about that 28-run game. Because, as (laughs) you know, Timmy was over there flying his Canadian flag that day. He was going nuts. He was playing Ann Murray and Alanis Morissette. Tapia! (laughs) Who had an inside-the-park grand slam that game. Nickelback. Alanis was actually here in town this past weekend. Really? I know where uh, Timmy was. It's very interesting. Tim can't say that you don't see Tim and Alanis in the same building. So uh, what hmm. were you up to this weekend? Yeah, oh. I was here. All right. But anyways, we'll uh, dive into the Bruce talk once again at the top of the hour. I just wanted to talk to Kevin Holden, who came back from a very extensive and I guess not stressful, but tiring like road trip in baseball <laughs> yeah. during a lot of like Northwoods League games and stuff like that. So we just wanted to talk to you guys for a little bit. I'll talk to you next week, Kevin. Yeah, Tim. Man. I will be taking over for you on the Brewers postgame show, so <laughs> Lord knows the next time I'll see it. But good to hear from you guys. Always. All right. Anyways, it is Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Fight for this afternoon. We'll get back into the phone calls with you guys. Coming up after the break, we heard in the Packers shareholders meeting that the Green Bay Packers, well, the city of Green Bay, is looking to host the NFL draft, potentially in 2025 or 2026. So just asking you guys, aside from the NFL draft, just want to have a little bit of fun. What other sporting events would you guys like to see either Milwaukee or the state of Wisconsin host going forward? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250MTheFan. 414-799-1250. It is Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Fight for this afternoon on Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan. Welcome back into Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon. I'll also be in for the Fan Afternoon Show coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll also be doing the Bruce postgame show with Tim Allen also as well tonight. So we get a whole bunch of me today if you're looking for it, which you're probably not. But anyways, um, earlier today, we had the Packers shareholders meeting, which unfortunately I could not be a part of because I was working here today, which I would have loved to attend, Adam, because 
I, for one, am a Packer shareholder, which I heard you kind of bad-mouthing a little bit earlier on the Big Don't Show. Don't do this. <laughs> Stop. Don't call it bad-mouthing. I was very, very neutral on the subject. I told Kevin and Tim, if the opportunity comes for me to spend that money, I will buy one for my dad and or grandpa. Oh, I man. understand the value in it. It's just not for me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Because See, now that's the difference between me and Tim. Tim will roll with the punches. I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. Let's correct this. I like it, though. I like it. I like it. Um, but anyways, Bart and I are the only shareholders here on the Green Bay, on the on the 1250 and the fan staff. But I, I like it because I've obviously just wanted to say, like, I can be an owner of an NFL professional team, my favorite team especially. But I just say they hate us because they ain't us when it comes to people who aren't shareholders. I'm surprised you're not up there today. I would have been, but I got to work today, unfortunately. But big news coming out of the Packers shareholders meeting. If you guys didn't hear earlier this after earlier today, Mark Murphy said that the Packer Green Bay is hoping to host the NFL draft in 2025 or 2027. I initially heard from Tom Silverstein 2025 or 2026. I'm a little bit confused, but anyway, I believe it was five and seven. I mean, I can double check, but I'm pretty sure it was. Well, I see two. from Matt Schneidman and Dennis Krause that says 2025 or 2027. And then I see yeah. from Tom Silverstein 2025 or 2026. But anyways, Green Bay is looking to host the NFL draft in the next couple of years. I know they have the uh, Badger Notre Dame game in 2026 at Lambeau field. They just had the, mm, I'm going to, I know you watched the game, Adam, but I'm going to try to do this off the top of my head. Manchester United and mm, who was the other team that they played this weekend in, at Lambeau Field? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. All right. But they've had a bunch of events. I know the Detroit, the, the city of Detroit is hosting the NFL draft in 2024, but just kind of got me wondering because I do think the Green Bay will eventually be hosting the NFL draft in one of those years. If Detroit gets an NFL draft, which I know that city kind of needs it more than Green Bay. But if Detroit gets an NFL draft, Green Bay should definitely be getting one too. So I'm not too worried about whether or not that is going to become a reality, but it got, got me wondering, aside from that, what other sporting events do you want to see either the state of Wisconsin or either just the city of Milwaukee host going into the future? 414-799-1250, you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. For me, the first one that kind of popped up in my head when I kind of thought about this question was, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, when Pfizer Forum was built, I initially thought that the NBA, it just made sense to have an all-star game here in Milwaukee within the first couple of years of the new arena being built. I just kind of thought that was the status quo in the NBA where if you get a new arena within the next, within the first like, you know, four or five years, you should probably get an all-star game. And we got a little bit of a, we kind of got let on a little bit. We initially thought that that was going to be a reality, but obviously it still has yet to happen here in the city of Milwaukee for the for the the NBA All-Star game to be hosted at Pfizer Forum. And I just think that would be great, not only because, I mean, it would kind of help put Milwaukee back on the map in, as far as the NBA. And I kind of think it would make people hopefully appreciate what the Bucks have done in the past couple of years as well. But I just feel like, I know the hotel issues is probably one thing that's been kind of holding the city of Milwaukee back as far as why they haven't been able to host the NBA All-Star game. But I feel like you could make it work. I know they're building new areas and new hotels and all that new buildings right across from Pfizer forum. So hopefully within that, in the next couple of years that that actually becomes a reality. Another option that you guys could suggest or talk about if you want here for the next couple of minutes, 414-799-1250 or you can tweet us at 1250. I'm a fan is it's going to probably be a couple of years, but we did have the MLB all-star game earlier in Milwaukee in the early two thousands. 
it'd kind of be cool to have that come back around. Yeah, you especially talk, at American Family Field. You talk about righting the wrongs between you and Tim Shea. MLB could right the wrongs with Milwaukee and giving them a tie All-Star game 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, on top of that, it just kind of left a sour taste because we did have one of the more entertaining home run derbies in Milwaukee with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire going at it, but then we learned about what happened and what they were doing back in the day. It just kind of tainted that a little bit. But yeah, on top of the tied game that happened in the All-Star game here in Milwaukee, I think it'd be cool just to kind of Go back around to it. You're seeing other franchises. We're now kind of, I feel like in the past like five to eight years, it's just been LA, LA, you know, all these big cities that have already had all-star games in the past couple of years, San Diego, a couple of years ago as well. Or it's promoting the hell out of Vegas. Right. But now I think next year it's the Seattle Mariners will be hosting the MLB all-star game, which is going to be awesome. I think that's going to be one of the better all-star games in the past couple of years because that field in Seattle is probably one of the most underrated ballparks in all of baseball. I don't know if you watch a couple like Mariners games as well, Adam, but they have some camera angles there at that stadium alone that just make the game of baseball like this is how baseball should be viewed. Hmm. No, I don't watch a whole lot of Mariner baseball. They have this camera on a home run trot that just follows the entire you know player pretty much on eye level of where, of the field and all that. There's a cool like camera that they have, and it, a lot of other a lot of these other teams they don't have like this angle as well. But it just it's very cool. Like this is how baseball should be viewed. So on top of that, in a beautiful ballpark, Julio Rodriguez will probably be defending or trying to win his first home run derby next year. I think that All Star game in Seattle is going to be great. But kind of makes me like it's kind of making me itch for another All Star game here in Milwaukee. I know it's going to be a couple of years, obviously, because they just had one in the early 2000s. But on top of having an All Star game for the Milwaukee Bucks. Kind of want one for the Milwaukee Brewers again. So we'll see if that happens. 414-799-1250. Now that we know that the city of Green Bay will be potentially hosting the NFL draft either in 2025 or 2027 via Mark Murphy today at the Packers shareholders meeting, asking you guys just kind of getting your temperature check. What other sporting events you want to see being hosted either in Milwaukee or the state of Wisconsin? Now, obviously, the, the obvious answers would be like, oh, man. Well, it'd be great to see a Super Bowl, but we all know that's not happening with the weather. The closest we got to was a Super Bowl in New York, and the guys were in long sleeves and all that, and neck, you know, gators and stuff like that. So that's probably not going to happen as much as we'd love to see a Super Bowl in Green Bay in the, in the winter and all that. That'd be awesome, but it's not going to happen. We saw an NBA Finals here in Milwaukee with the Bucks, so that thankfully already happened. I know the other obvious answer, and probably the more realistic one out of these three as far as championships, is the Brewers World Series. We all know that. We want to see that. And that could become a reality potentially this year if the Brewers get hot. Who knows? I know a lot of Brewers fans are probably rolling their eyes, even though they've won these past couple three games. But we'll talk about it more at the top of the hour and this uh, second half of the season for the Milwaukee Brewers. But for me, number one on there is an all-star game in the NBA at Pfizer Forum. What do you say, Adam? Huh. So I'll take a little turn on the left field because this is the question is, what do I want? Right. And whenever we do questions like this, I always give an answer that makes people go, what? And I have to reiterate again, it's what do you want, not what is the most likely to come here. Because like you said, probably in likeliness, I'd say an NBA All-Star game at some point coming to Milwaukee is pretty likely to happen. When? Who? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Who knows, but I think it will happen. For me, I would love WrestleMania to come to Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, no. Hear me out. No, Hear well, me out. I, I, okay, I, I'm not like dissing your answer, but I was like hoping we could go back and forth. But I know nothing about wrestling. So go ahead. Well, okay. So WrestleMania is, it defies all logic and reasoning for when it comes to wrestling on television. Because in the wrestling community, all you ever hear about is ratings are down. Ratings are down. No one watches wrestling on TV anymore. And the numbers would indicate that, yes, the ratings are very low for wrestling on television. But whenever WrestleMania comes around, they don't have a problem selling that place out. Everyone's around. It's now this, it's not just one day now. It's this whole big event, multi-day WrestleMania as they did uh, relatively recently. And the joint is always jumping. Now, I say this with the understanding that it will never happen because we've seen WrestleMania attendance figures going sky high. You're talking about holding events like a few years ago they did it at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, where they can hold 65, 70, 75,000 people. You're talking about doing it at like in Dallas at the Cowboys right. Stadium. We're talking big venues that Milwaukee just doesn't have. And that being said, there's a little old football stadium not too far away from here that can fit about 80,000 people. Mm -hmm. We saw that for a soccer match just oh, a couple man. days ago. Especially in the outdoors, too. Now, I know Green Bay is not a very attractive market, probably, for the WWE. I understand that. I'm just saying they can't use the argument that the venue doesn't exist because they've done outdoor WrestleManias before. Heck, one of the best, one of the at least best for television, I'd say, WrestleManias ever was done in uh, Vegas at Caesars Palace, right. all outdoors. Uh, that same Safeco field you just mentioned, they hosted a WrestleMania hmm. partially outdoors. Now they have the sliding roof, yeah, and I believe they had slid it for a good portion of that, but it was open air. Yeah. What so about even at done. like American Family Field? Mm, nah, yeah, at least like you said, you got the roof. You do, but again, it's going to come down to capacity. Like, gotcha. how many people are you going to be able to fit in there? They're look, they're going to want 
at minimum 75k. Okay. See, so, I did not know we were talking about. That. Yeah, we're <laughs> like talking said, big numbers. I don't know much about wrestling aside from I know I know Steve Cold, you know, uh, Steve Austin, Stone Cold, and I know Pat McAfee's been doing some stuff with mm-hmm. w, uh, WWE lately. But that's pretty much the extent of what I know about wrestling. Unfortunately, I'm not like Bart and some of the other guys who work here at the fan who kind of watched that growing up as a kid i unfortunately just didn't get into it so so i have my own interesting experience with it because i used to work in wrestling i was a commentator for a group that worked out of lacrosse see this is what we were talking about with you know your rookie hazing and all that thankfully we don't have tape and all that but if you if we did have some available i know sparky and the guys would absolutely go crazy with you know some of your earlier calls oh absolutely i'm sure it's horrible because you know they billed me when i did that as We've got a guy from a sports radio station coming to do commentary. First of all, I was like, don't bill me like that because you're making it seem like we've got a real sports guy right. coming to do this. So I don't want that to be a part of it. And then not to mention, you know, I was about 24, 25 years old when I'm doing this. I'm still very green when it comes to doing things like that. And they kind of threw me in there. And I, to my to their credit, I really enjoyed it. And I thought I got better as time went on. But. Yeah, you're right. There's probably, if you go back and find some of the DVD yeah. runnings of our events, it's probably not great. I would do whatever you can to burn the files, because if I find them, you will never hear the end of it. All right. But, all right, that's, I want to do an NBA All-Star game at Pfizer Forum. Adam wants to do WrestleMania somewhere in Wisconsin, it sounds like. But asking you guys, 414-799-1250, now that we hear from the Packers shareholders meeting earlier today that Mark Murphy said that Green Bay is hoping to host the NFL draft in 2025 or 2027. Uh, asking you guys what other sporting events you'd like to see be hosted either in Milwaukee or in the state of Wisconsin. 414-799-1250. On Twitter, Nick tweets us at 1250 AM. The fan, he said, Big Ten tournament at Pfizer Forum. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, they do the NCAA tournament there, so they right. certainly can handle that. We saw how that event. went. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that well for Wisconsin, but no. man, oh man, were the crowds great. Um, so I don't know. I, I just I don't know much about where those play earlier. Like, I feel like that it probably wouldn't happen all that much just because of how uh, how much of a home court advantage that would be for Wisconsin. But if that happened, I would love. I would probably go. I'm not a huge college basketball guy, aside from just seeing who the top NBA draft picks are going to be for next season, which is why I followed the Badgers as much as I did this season with. Johnny Davis, but if that happened, I'd probably go out to a few games. Why not? Go with a couple friends. That's the best going to a sporting venue is when you don't have to like pay attention to the game. If you don't really know all that much about it, and you can just kick back, relax, and have some fun with them, with, with with your guys. Like that's that's the best type of entertainment, in my opinion. All right. So Nick says Big Ten tournament at Pfizer Forum. Claxton the third on Twitter at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. He says obviously NBA All Star Weekend would be nice. Going to go outside the box here and would have to say a major UFC pay-per-view with championships on the line would be dope, too. I completely agree with you, Claxton. I may not seem like a big UFC guy. I'm kind of like um, Adam with, uh, or kind of like in WWE and all that. I don't know much about UFC, but I know more about UFC than I do about WWE and AEW. That's for sure. I'm a big fan of, like, Sean O'Malley, but it kind of stings. Now that McGregor's out, I think I think UFC is trying to still find. I know they have, um, oh, man a blank on his name. I know there's a bunch of other wrestlers or not wrestlers, UFC fighters that are doing great right now and making a name for themselves, but they don't have like the triple A name that everybody universally knows outside of, you know, UFC fans. But if there's a UFC event here, I would absolutely go to that just because I want to actually like kind of see what that's like live. And we watch it all the time on TV, especially during the pandemic where they had those like 
empty stadiums with with two guys wrestling that you could literally hear everything. So that'd be an interesting one. I would definitely also be a fan of a UFC pay-per-view championship event here in Milwaukee. 414-799-1250. Let's go out to the phone lines asking you guys, now that we know the the city of Green Bay is potentially hosting the NFL draft in the near future, what events would you like to see here in Milwaukee or the state of Wisconsin? Let's go out to Court and Tosa. Court, you're on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, my man? Nothing much, man. Good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Good, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for taking my call. I'd like to see a Final Four at Miller Park. I think that would be fantastic. Ooh, yeah, Court. Because one thing I love about the NCAA tournament, especially when they play in these big NFL stadiums, it's it's a simple thing, but I just love it. I love when the arena is, like, raised off the ground and the guys, like, when they come into the game, they got to step on, you know, step up and onto right, the court. Right. I just love that. Howard was already set up, right? Yeah, that could be a good reality. I didn't think about that one. So, final four, at, you said American Family Field? Miller Park, man. Yeah, Miller Park. I agree. Uh, we get in trouble <laughs> if we keep on saying that, but I'm, I'm right there no, with we you. Don't. It, We're not paid by that. It'll always be never, Miller Park. I would never call it anything but Miller Park. You don't want to call it the AmFam Funhouse? <laughs> I, I don't don't swear to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. All right, Court. Thanks for the phone call, man. Uh, hey, Court, we done boys. We always done boys, baby. I don't have your song up right now, but I wish I did. Let me get the brooms out tonight. Yeah. Make sure to call in tonight. Thanks, Court. I'll be doing the, once again, I'll be doing the Gene Wagner Plumbing post game show with Tim Allen, who we'll hear from later on in the afternoon show today at 4 30. But asking you guys, 414 799 1250, you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. What uh, events would you guys like to see um, aside from the NFL draft in Milwaukee or the state of Wisconsin? Real quick before I go to you, Adam, let's go out to Michael in Slinger. Michael, you're on Sparky's Midday Madness. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so I I was thinking, um, now I don't know everything about like hockey or NHL per se, but yeah. I was thinking maybe like the Winter Classic. Yeah. That'd be f- or Wisconsin, because for me, it's just inexplicable like how the NHL isn't featured more in this state. I mean, a lot of the players that are good in the NHL are from Wisconsin, and we have a good college program. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that would support, you know, the NHL here. So, you know, definitely, you know, a winter classic, and hopefully that gets the ball rolling towards, you know, actually getting a team. Yeah. You know? We just need one. It's just impossible how that's not here. So, Michael, I'll keep you on here because I'm with you, man. I feel like, you know, Adam will get into it later on after we let you go. But I feel like NHL is like one of those sports that if it was featured in in Wisconsin, just for like a little sample size, if if people got a taste here in the state of Wisconsin, it would take off. I see more and more like young kids before I went to college. There's a little like pond and all that. When it freezes over, we finally had like kids playing, you know, hockey on it. So I feel like. Yeah. Hockey is beloved in the state of Wisconsin, but it's just not its just not there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just – I mean, but compared to, like, some of the other towns that, you know, have NHL there, I mean, like – I mean, like, Las Vegas, I think, has a team, or, yep. you know, they have a presence there. And it just, like, doesn't make sense <laughs> to right. me why it's not here. So, definitely, I think the Winter Classic would Sounds be good. Uh, good. Yeah, Michael, I appreciate the phone call. And that's – so, we have the Winter Classic um, – Adam, you brought up WrestleMania, and then Claxton Third brought up UFC pay-per-view events. All three of those are, I think, things that like we're not that familiar with here in Wisconsin. But if if they came here just for a small sample size, like I was ta- like I was saying, oh man, it would be a great thing for the state of Wisconsin. But anyways, I know you're a big hockey fan. Like, what do you want to say about the Winter Classic? Oh uh, yeah, I've got a couple things. We've got Brewer news that I'll get to in a second. Oh. But um, uh, yeah, just to your point, Michael, 
I, I, we talked about this a lot on the big show last week because, yes, I do watch a fair amount of hockey, and we are presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. By the way, check out that schedule, milwaukeeadmirals.com. Uh, and last week, we talked a lot about this and should the NHL bring a team to Milwaukee. And Michael just said he kind of is confused why there isn't more of a presence of the NHL in Wisconsin. And I am also a little puzzled by it. But I can answer that the commissioner of hockey, Gary Bettman, wants his teams, if he's going to expand or if he's going to relocate, and it's been the case for a long, long time, he's thinking all about that money. Mm-hmm. When he moved, when they, um, well, right now we got a situation with a team in Phoenix that is not bringing in a lot of money, and they have been constantly dealing with stadium problems, and they yeah. don't even, they were going to play in the Arizona State University's arena. Because they were run, they didn't have a deal signed, but they're somehow figuring it out, and they're going to stay. Vegas has a hockey team because it's Vegas, and that's the trendy thing to do right now. Yeah. Back in the day, the Nordiques from Quebec City they got moved away because they weren't generating enough money, and there was all this talk about the Canadian dollar being too weak, and blah 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 blah. That's why Winnipeg they had their team moved away, and they didn't have one for a while. Now they've got one back. All these team moves and all these relocation things are all about the cash. Yeah. Now, I'm seeing in our Twitter mentions at 12.50 a.m. the fans, someone brought up the Winter Classic. Mm-hmm. And then there's this back and forth because they had mentioned Winter Classic featuring Chicago and Minnesota, which is interesting because you'll have a sort of when worlds collide in the middle situation. would be great for transportation. But then there's a back and forth. I don't want to see Minnesota and Chicago teams in our arena as well. I'm telling you right now, the Blackhawks are playing a preseason game at Pfizer this year. Yeah. They're playing a preseason game. Wouldn't it make sense to have the Blackhawks and then is it the Sabres that are the affiliate of the Milwaukee Admirals? Uh, it's the Predators. Predators. Okay. Excuse I like I like hockey, but I'm going to admit like I'm, I'm not like knowledgeable on it, like, um, you know, wrestling and stuff like that. <laughs> but I feel like it would make sense to have like a Predators Chicago Blackhawks game. For the Winter Classic in the state of Wisconsin. I suppose so. Now, I do get like the regionality of having wild, the wild and the Blackhawks there. Right. And, you know, it's, I, I see the person's logic. And yeah. I don't really necessarily want to get into the whole, should there be an NHL team in Milwaukee? Because I did that all last week right. and I'm kind of burnt and out there, on it. And there's like things that we know it just can't happen because of restrictions and stuff like that with, you know, the limit, you know. Whatever the parameter is, you can't have another NHL team with this distance and all that. Like we know, it's just not going to happen. But I think Winter Classic would be realistic, and it could probably happen. Now, where it would happen, I'm not sure. But I think it'd be great. Lambo's right there. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee Admirals games are so fun. But on top of that, like I think it'll really take off in the state of Wisconsin. It already kind of is. Like hockey is 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 getting more popular with the youth, especially in this state. Badger hockey is huge. I yeah. mentioned it during the argument I made last week about this topic, that on my old station in lacrosse, we carry Badger hockey games on the air, and people are at would ask me, like, hey, are you carrying the next game? Are you carrying the next game? Are you, are you sure? There's right. going to be no interruptions? And I'm like, yeah. So people want to listen to it. Right. And it, I, I want to entrench myself more in hockey, and I want to be more of a fan of it, aside from just watching the you know Stanley Cup Finals, which – or Stanley Cup playoffs, which unfortunately, aside from the Predators, I don't have much of a team because aside from the Milwaukee Admirals affiliate, there's just, I don't want to be a Chicago Blackhawks fan. You know, I don't want to root them on in the in the playoffs and stuff like that. But if there was a you know an event here or like something happened, I would definitely like be more passionate about hockey. It's just unfortunately it's kind of hard for me to get into the NHL especially because I know we have the Milwaukee Admirals here and those are fun games. But like at the end of the day, like I just feel like the state of Wisconsin would love hockey. 
if it had a chance, but unfortunately it is what it is. But real quick, I know you brought up some breaking Brewers news. We'll get yes. to a break, but we'll we got a really exciting. I, I just saw it when you were talking. Really exciting Brewers news to talk about after the break here. It and is, some interesting replies to that tweet as well. Really? All yes. right, we'll talk about that and more. Once again, it is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 and the Fan. Sam Schmidt's in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon. Welcome back to the Fan after... Or, oh, man, I did it. I thought I was going to go a whole show. You're ready show. to go. I thought I was going to go a whole show without doing it. Rami did it too whenever you had to fill on Sparky's Midday Madness. But it is Sparky's Midday Madness brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM The Fan. If it makes you feel any better, he will often call this the Wendy's bit... Oh, no, no, never mind. See, I, I don't blame him, though. That's the thing. But it is Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sam Schmitz in for C Sparky Fiverr this afternoon. We will start the Fan Afternoon Show in just a couple minutes here. But before the break... Adam, you brought it up to my attention. I see it now, but I will go to you for the breaking news. But before I do, I want to remind you guys, breaking news on the fan. It's brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast, get an inside edge on how to win $5.6 million every day this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Adam. So the Brewers, a few moments ago, tweeted out that they have made a recall from AAA Nashville and have designated one of their active roster players for assignment. Mm. The DFA is pitcher Connor Sedzak. Been well. End of an era. What was your favorite moment from the Connor Sadzak era? Trying to pronounce his last name. <laughs> the first time that I saw it. Yeah. Goodbye but to you. Some good news, though. So that is that. Now, the player that has been recalled from AAA Nashville is not, as the replies to the tweet have been hoping for, Keston Hira. It is pitcher Ethan Small. Now, the replies, I'm scrolling down, and there are quite a few. Free Keston. Yeah. Free Keston. Hira next. Bring back Kestaddy. Free Keston, now do Keston. I'm here to tell you guys, I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, until he hits lefties, then maybe they'll find a spot for him on the roster, even though he was doing well before they sent him back down. But real quick, on Ethan Small, this is going to be very exciting. He'll be making his second start in the majors, potentially, I assume, tomorrow, because it'll be the fifth spot. Ashby going tonight for the Brewers. So that'll probably be your fifth guy, hopefully, before Freddie Peralta comes back. So maybe they'll give Ethan Small a couple more starts as well before Freddie does come back as that fifth starter. But I was kind of wondering, like, I know Tim Allen was talking about it on the postgame show yesterday, and by the way, we'll be talking to Tim Allen later on this afternoon at 4.30 on the afternoon show to talk about yesterday's game, Aaron Ashby's extension, Josh Hader's somewhat struggles and all that. But now we're going to definitely be talking to him about the Ethan Small news because Tim Allen brought up, well, maybe they do a bullpen day tomorrow, which makes sense because aside from this uh, game tomorrow, it was just a two-game series against the Twins again, and then you had an off day. So, Theoretically, if they didn't want to call up another pitcher, it would have made sense because Jace Peterson went on the IL and the corresponding move was signing uh, Jake McGee, who was put on the active roster. But now we kind of have an answer to what the Brewers are going to do for that fifth starter uh, in tomorrow's game against the Minnesota Twins. It'll be Ethan Small. Very excited to see how he does because it's kind of like what happened to Aaron Ashby a little bit. Not as bad last year where I wasn't expecting too much from Ethan Small in his first start because... We kind of see it with the Brewers. Sometimes these guys just get roughed up, and it doesn't define who they're going to be going forward for the rest of their career, obviously. But I'm kind of curious to see how Ethan Small um, combats this because he got sent back down after his first start. They decided to go with Jason Alexander for the time being, which ended up, I would say, it was a successful decision for Jason Alexander to go with him as opposed to keep going with Aaron Ashby and give him time. But Ethan Small got a chance to go back down to the minors, recalibrate a little bit, and we'll see how he responds in his second major league start. So very excited to see what Ethan Small does 
because, look, we'll talk about it later on, too, in the afternoon show. Freddie Peralta's under contract for an extended period of time. Aaron Ashby's got an extension. If Ethan Small can prove himself to the Milwaukee Brewers, I don't know what's going to happen with Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, but they might, they might just secure Ethan Small's future sooner than later within the next couple of years to make sure that they at least have a core of Ashby, Peralta, and I would assume Ethan Small if everything pans out before they potentially only can keep one or lose both of Burns and Woodruff. So this this is very exciting. We'll talk about um, this later on with Tim Allen as well. But real quick, before we end Sparky's Monday Madness, I know you were kind of talking about the free Keston tweets and all that. And I get it because yesterday, aside from Freddie Peralta making his first rehab start, we had some other news from our from the minor league reporters that cover the Nashville Sounds that Keston Hira is still doing really well in AAA. Yesterday, Keston Hira hit a three-run homer. In seven games of the Nashville Sounds this year, Hira has four homers and 13 RBIs. So it's very encouraging. It's just frustrating because we've seen Keston Hira do what he did before he got sent back down where he'll get hot and then he'll get super cold. And then you kind of think, well, is this guy, as uh, Bob Euchre would kind of say, is he one of those 4A guys? A guy that will always be good in AAA but can never really figure it all out in the majors I don't know, but I think for the Brewers, it doesn't help when you don't give him every day at bats and the guy has to figure it out in pinch hit opportunities and spot starts here and there. But unfortunately, he's not giving the Brewers much of an option because it's really weird. As a right-handed hitter, the guy just can't hit lefty. And that's probably why Pedro Severino is on this roster and they have three catchers, not Keston Hira. So if Keston Hira could unlock that one phase that, that's keeping him down in the minors, if he can just hit lefties, I'm sure that the Milwaukee Brewers would bring him back up on the roster. but I don't know, but it is, in my opinion, it is kind of cruel what the Brewers are doing to Keston Hira because I was thinking after they sent him back down this last time that they were just going to maybe use the spot for another pitcher. That being, I think, I think was, was it when he got sent back down? I'm not sure. I probably shouldn't say, but they didn't bring up a pitcher when he got sent back down. I can't remember who it was, um, but I thought they were going to go back to, no. All right. Adam doesn't know. I, thought, I don't know either. All right. never mind. I saw it on the corner of my eye, but anyways, I thought they was I thought it was potentially an agreement with Keston here, like, hey, we're just gonna send you back down for like a week or so. It's nothing permanent. We're just we just need another arm at the time. You'll be called back up eventually. Clearly, that's not the case. Because if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. So it's really interesting to see what they do with Keston here, especially with the trade deadline coming up on August second. Because look, if they're not gonna give Keston here every day at bats, I know McCutcheon's a one year deal, but if this guy isn't your plan for the DH next year going forward. I don't know when Keston here is ever going to get regular at bats. And in my opinion, he's never going to live up to it or find or figure it out. If he doesn't get every day at bats, I know it's hard to trust him now, but he was clearly doing things right before he got sent back down again. I just don't know what, what's going to happen. But I mean, look, if you're trying to get that guy, if a JD Martinez or somebody pops up at the trade deadline, why not throw in a guy like Keston Hira? who would clearly thrive in another team and another team that's rebuilding would love to have a guy like Keston here who they can give every day at bats and potentially unlock something that the Brewers just don't have time. And clearly they don't want to waste time right now, giving Keston here the opportunity to figure it out because they have guys like Rowdy Tellez. So it's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with Keston here going forward. We'll probably talk about that with Tim as well, but very exciting news for the Brewers as they call back up Ethan Small. He'll probably start tomorrow as the fifth starter in this rotation. And I assume maybe going forward until Freddie Peralta comes back. So we'll see. We'll talk about that more later on in the afternoon show. But that'll do it for Sparky's Midday Madness. Once again, Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. 
More coming up here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 